I've got Alexa at home. We're talking, we're just chatting to Alexa as we mind our own business here. <laughs> and back with Steph, well, back with Steph, we did a recording and then somehow my disc got corrupt and I, I really wanted to have Steph on uh, Women Rising because um, I think she's very important. Uh, she's gone through something that I don't think um, many people have gone through in Gibraltar. I think there's only three couples who've gone through um, a surrogacy as she has. And I want to hear all about it. Um, we've got Robin in the background. So if any of you are wondering what the little squeaky noises are, it's a gorgeous little baby girl who's nine months old and she's playing with her toys. So we've asked her not to scream, but you know, you never know. <laughs> it might not the... work. Yeah, it might not work. There's also some doggies around. They might start barking. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's all going house. on. We like it. We like the noise and it's, it's more, it's more effective. So yeah. Hello to Stephanie Finderson. Hello. Who's not called Finlayson anymore? She's called Galia, and I always forget because I know her as Finlayson, <laughs> and um, that's just the way it is. So, Steph, um, tell me, tell me everything. I want to know everything about this beautiful baby girl. Um, you first of all couldn't have a baby, so let's start there. Yeah, this started back in when I was seventeen. No, my. They diagnosed me as having been born without a proper functioning womb. It's It's got a name, the condition, but I was, as far as I know, the only one in jib, so it's quite a rare one. You didn't have a womb? Yeah, because my periods didn't come. So mom wow. took me to the doctor, and after a lot of tests, going to the UK and up and down and, and everywhere, they they came up with that diagnosis so so that's when I originally found out yep and then and that must have been very hard at that age I mean yeah, oh it, no it, it was but then like it wasn't relevant at the time <clears throat> you know you're not yeah. gonna have kids at 17 or, or yeah you don't want you, you, you're no, not no, looking yeah, to yeah, have yeah. kids at 17 so it was very easy to sort of push it under the carpet and say I'll deal with it later it, it is hard because you can't, you know, there's conversations of, of different things that you can't join into and issues, not that you're growing up, you're just trying to discover yourself, your body's changing and you have to accept this added thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not easy. Um, but like I said, it was very easy to sort of push it to one side at that age. Mm. How did your mom deal with it? Because it must have been quite devastating for her too mom it was harder for her yeah you see it was of harder course, for because her. as a parent you see. think oh i'd like to have grandchildren one day and she, I mean, she's got grandchildren already yeah. from your sister but she realized the consequences at the time yes, more than me of course more yeah you was me. yeah 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 i get i get that so um yeah she was more upset <clears throat> than i was so you had all the tests and you were born without a womb i mean i, I don't think I, mean, I know anyone who was born without a womb no. um and then you, what do you carry on life as normal? You you go off and study and you do your degree. And yeah. And came back to jail. Is it an issue when you start having boyfriends? Um, it, it was at first because you're sort of worried, no? How are they going to take it? It's it's a big part of life, no? Having kids. How do yeah. you tell yeah. someone? Because it will, not, it, it will affect them as well. So um, it wasn't easy. When I told my first boyfriend, he took it so lightheartedly that it made it a bit easier after that, no? Yes. It made you realize that, you know, there's it's not the end of the world. No. There's solutions and there's ways around it and life goes on and people are not going to sort of discard you or leave you no, because of, of this. Well, there's, you'd, there's, think, there's, you'd think yeah. you'd like to think that. Yeah. 
So that made it easier, to be honest. There's not many partners that I that I've told or opened up to about it. So, but definitely the ones I did made it quite easy to. Yeah, and then thankfully, at, and then at some point you meet Chris and mm-hmm. you decide that this Chris is the one. Chris yeah. <laughs> already has a little boy. Uh huh. So, um, you, what happened when you told Chris? Chris laughed. He did, he was like yes. Because he didn't want any more kids. Because he already had a son. He had a son. His relationship, son, I think. He, yes. How old was his son? Seven at the time. Chiquitito. So um, he was like, yes. And I was like, no, no, wait a minute. I, I do want them, though. It's just yeah. going to be a bit harder. Yeah. So that was a struggle as well, getting him to come round. Um, eventually he did, thankfully. Not that I forced him to. No, it was something that happened naturally, thankfully. He probably realized, not that it didn't mean a lot to you and that you really did want kids. and Yeah. And um, and anything to keep you happy because you're quite a <laughs> force to be reckoned with, Steph. I oh, think really? He, I think he'll and agree. Well, you're a softie, you're a softie, and I, I've known you I'm for years. I'm a softie heart, but... Yeah, but I'm sure that you can crack the whip if you need to. Hombre, no? you, as you grow older, you, 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 you have more, to in yeah. life, no? There are moments in life where you're forced to, so you learn to sometimes, yeah, as you get older, but... Honestly, with this, I didn't, Michelle. I didn't want it to be something I'd forced him into. I wanted it to be something that we both agreed to because it was a big commitment. It was a long journey financially. You knew that surrogacy was really the only way that you were going to be able to, or adoption was the the other one. Yeah. But but you preferred, because you were producing eggs. Yeah. My ovaries worked as normal. Everything else was normal. I just didn't have the womb. So. We wanted a biological child of our own. That was the first. If we were able to do that, bien. I don't think maybe adoption would have been on the cards. It wasn't something we thought about because, thankfully, the first option worked. Yeah. So I can't really tell you whether we would have gone down that road or not. So how 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 do you start? I mean, I couldn't even imagine. How what, do you start? What, yeah. But we, what, what what did you do? We went back to the UK to see my doctors. I needed a checkup anyway. I hadn't been in years because I hated going back. But to get their advice on things, no? Where do we go from here? What do we do? And it was a bit of a whirlwind because we went for advice and we left there a few days later, knowing that we were coming back in June, that we're going to have all these tests, that they were gonna, we were going to go through the IVF, we're going to have the... It, it was a whirlwind, Michelle. It just... It just yeah. happened. So yeah. that year, this was 2017. <clears throat> we went in January. We went back in June. We had all the counseling, all the tests. Went back in October. Stayed there for three weeks. Had the IVF. Wow. And so you had IVF. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, they... they And then what happened? They, they freeze the eggs? Yeah. One, they, they fertilize them with my husband's sperm. And then yeah. they you create the embryo. So it's which, your baby. Yeah. It's, it's his sperm. It's your egg. Uh-huh. It just gets implanted in an oven, basically, somebody else's yeah, oven. Yeah, yeah. We had to wait till day five. They had to be biopsied, the embryos, because Chris also had, not going to go into the genetic condition that they needed to discard. So we ended up with four healthy embryos, mm. four potential pregnancies. So yeah. they, they're frozen, they're put to one side, and now you start the journey to look for the oven, which we thought we'd be able to do in the UK, which would have been fantastic for us. But uh, we started doing some research and we found out that there's this this law in the UK that covers all the surrogacy and it's called the Human Fertilization and Embryology Act. So it covers all these kind of scenarios, donor, eggs, all of that. Mm. (laughs) And to do surrogacy, you have to have an intermediary body. So you have to have an agency sort of in between you and the oven. I'm just calling this person the oven. (laughs) 
Yeah, that sort of, you know, handles the financial bits, the contract, the legal, all of that. And in order to use the agencies in the UK, you had to be a resident in the UK, the Channel Islands or Northern Ireland. Yes. But no mention of Gibraltar anywhere. So So, we we couldn't do it in the UK. Legally, we couldn't. It was not an option. So it was like, what do we do now? Because we honestly were expecting to be able to. Mm. Okay. So at the time, another a couple of friends of ours were going through their journey. They recommended a, a, an organization that we contacted who were based in Georgia in Northern Europe. Okay. Georgia and Ukraine. Gosh. Yeah. It was, Ukraine is the hub for surrogacy in Europe. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you've seen the news now with the war. There's loads of babies. Loads of babies. Yeah. So we contact. We said no to Ukraine because we knew of the unrest. I'm quite grateful that we did now as well. Yeah. We looked at Georgia and fantastic price wise, it would work, but no nationality for Robin when she's born. So you sit there for months waiting for a passport. We didn't want that with a newborn. No. Really? Yeah. So she wouldn't be British because she would be British, but we'd have to apply for it, wait for the passport, apply to. The passport office in the UK, it, we all spoke to couples who'd done it there and they waited for up to 16 weeks, sat in Georgia. Gosh. Waiting. So we said, look, no way. We mm. can't do that. Chris has a son here. We, yeah, couldn't, yeah, we yeah. couldn't. So that left us with America. It was the only place. It was very expensive. Yeah, That's why it was our last resort, because it was very expensive. And do you get any help from the government here? <laughs> they covered our IVF. Okay. Because you're entitled not yes, to, you are. to That's three what rounds. Um. It wasn't in their policies, I think, because this is such a new thing, Michelle, as well. I don't think they've really encountered mm. something like this before. So the policy didn't cover it at first, but we, through conversations and discussions and explanations, thankfully, we got there in the end. So, yes, they did, as they would for any other Gibraltarian couple. The surrogacy is a private thing. It's not something you get funded for an NHS yeah. or anything like that. So, so you have to fund all that yourself? Yeah. Completely. Okay. Completely. The flight's over, the agency. And obviously you're going to America because this is the only place that Dollar. that you had information that somebody yeah. had done before or yeah. that you, you know, relied. Yeah. Well, with America, there was another couple who were also going through a surrogacy journey. And thankfully they'd done all the research they had. They were using an agency at this clinic. So we just copied what they did really, which was good because it saved us yes, a lot, a lot of, of research. Work. And they could help you. So I'm very thankful for them. And it's peace of mind, no? Because you know friends who have used the same people before and it, it's worked. So you know that it's going to work for you. So anyway. So how do you start? How do you get your embryos from London? Well, first, how do we get the money? We had to remortgage the house. What? We had to remortgage my flat to get the money to start. Yes, yeah, we had to remortgage the house. We were in the middle of buying a new house, so we spent like a year with two big mortgages. Thankfully, we both Chris and I have good jobs. Yeah, and we, we could manage to do it. Then we go to the US, we meet the agency, we sign our contracts, we get the embryos flown over by an IVF courier. Yeah. An IVF courier. Yeah, and she says, how many do you have? I'm like, I have four, but you're only shipping two because with my luck, the plane crashes and I have to go through all the IVF again. No, thank you. So we ship two over from left to in oh, London. So you've got two, well, one of them is Robin. Yeah. And yeah. The, where's the other one? In America. She came on the first try. Oh, so we've got the other wow. one still in America. Hey, 
So the other one's still in America. Yeah. yeah it's still what do you call it? Bob. <laughs> Don't ask me why. We just came up with it. Bob. So, so if you wanted another one, you could go through it all again. If you win the lottery. <laughs> if we win the lottery, yeah. If we win the lottery, Michelle. You'll do it, no? We need or about 93, some money. 93 grand, Michelle. Is that what it costs? No, it costs a bit more, but we we got money oh. left over from the last time. But yeah, it's not cheap. That's very, it's very not cheap. Very when you expensive. factor in everything, medical insurance is what you pay the surrogate, what you pay the agency, legal costs, having to fly over there, paperwork. Everything. In the end, yeah, yeah, overall, yeah. that's what. So yeah. you fly Bob and Robin across. Yeah. And then. Robin gets fertilized in this. Well, first you have to find somebody to yeah. carry her. The agency, we signed the contract and the agency, they told us six to eight months. So we said, time to wait. But it literally, it literally took them a couple of months to find somebody for us. And they'd been the surrogate parents before. They'd had twin girls a few years earlier yeah. for another couple in the States. So this lady had had more... Yeah, she had two yeah, kids had, of her own. Yeah, and, and she'd, been a, she'd had a, been a surrogate, yeah. So we met them and we clicked straight away. They were so nice. And I know that it wouldn't happen anyway, but she's done it before, no? She knows what it is. It was peace of mind for us as well. And of course it's locked down, so you can't just fly over and meet them because you can't fly to the States at the time. So it was all by video call. The contract was signed by lawyers, notarizing the documents and flying them back and forth. Um... Eventually, we signed the contract about August 2020, it must have been. Yeah, about that time. And then we started the process. She was ready to start the process. Our clinic approved her. Yeah. Over there in the States. And we were ready to go. Wow. And they implanted Robin on the... So, wait, wait, wait. Don't, yeah, they implanted Robin. Yeah. On what day? 19th of November 2020. The, wow. 2020. And, and it worked. And it worked. First go. Yeah, two weeks later, she had a blood test. And that we was it. Pregnant. She was pregnant. Well, we, were, we were pregnant. We were pregnant. Hello. Sorry to interrupt. Just a quick message to let you know this week's podcast is brought to you by The Mill Pharmacy in City Mill Lane. Did you know that at the pharmacy, we can test your blood sugar levels and also your blood pressure? We sell COVID home testing kits, should you need one. And we stock a large range of first aid kits for home and office. Have you considered using CBD oils for aches and pains and also to help insomnia? We have a wide range available over the counter to alleviate your symptoms. We pride ourselves in our outstanding customer care, so pop in and see us for all your pharmaceutical needs. Look no further than the Mill Pharmacy in Seta Mill Lane. We are in the heart of town, serving the community for 24 years. So then, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. You're living here. I've seen with me. Because two weeks later is the first ultrasound. So will there be a heartbeat? Yes, there's a heartbeat. It's like, I mean, anybody who's going pregnancy mm, or IVF pregnancy, will yeah. know this. Then you wait for the next scan. Is everything still okay? Yeah. Then you're sort of working towards the 12 weeks where you think you can breathe a little, no? But no, then you're waiting for the 20 week and you're waiting all the and time. And miles away. And miles and away. And you develop a relationship with this lady who's See, carrying your child. We had her on WhatsApp. We chatted nearly every day. How are you doing? And she, was, she was good. She, she was, was good lovely. She was lovely and so accommodating. Mm. I mean, even for the gender reveal, they wanted to do a little gender reveal. Oh, they did a gender us. reveal and everything. Yeah, 
Well, it didn't work out in the end because when she went on that appointment day, they didn't actually scan her. So she didn't find out. But they were planning to do a little gender reveal for us. So they were lovely. They were that really, really nice. And that helps because Mm. when you're here so far away, you know, it's your child in there. So you're going through all the feelings of, oh, I wish it was me. And and how hard, difficult, brave. I mean, lots of lots of emotions. See, loads, loads. I mean, she made it so easy. She involved us so much. It was it was very giving of her to do something like this. Mary Booker to this, is it? It's all about the money. No, of course it's not about the money. I don't think any money would. would, No, would would you know? She's helping you complete your family. Is not that's just priceless. No, you can't put a price on it. Priceless. Yeah. Prices, so whatever, whatever she got, I, I always say is never enough. Yeah. Never enough. Okay. I mean, and, and amazing that there are people like that in this yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, because I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be I, able to, Michelle, yeah. but I think because of everything I've gone through of wanting and just the thought of giving it up, it, I'm in a different, I'm not in a proper position to say whether I would or not, but mm. I know many women wouldn't. So you're, you're grateful that there are women out there that, are kind enough to to do that to do that so you so you go through the pregnancy mm-hmm. or this lady goes through the pregnancy and you're there at the scans and you're seeing your baby grow inside mm-hmm. somebody's oven mm-hmm. and then <laughs> and then she's like a month left to go no how much was it three weeks three weeks left we to planned go. to be there two weeks before had you date to sort of settle in meet them because we've never met them in person Settle in, go to a scan, you know, a live one, stuff like that. So, yeah, we were meant to leave on Friday. And the Wednesday, we come back from our COVID tests. And she texts us that, um, don't make plans, guys. My water's just broke. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. And so, just as well, you'd had your COVID tests and they were negative. Did, well, no, we didn't know yet if they were negative. So I was thinking, if they're not, somebody has to go change something for me and let me go. But... Panic. This was panic, Michelle, panic, because you're not going to La Linea. You're going no. to the other side of the Atlantic. Wow. And I've got to get there now. Thankfully, we had a lovely travel agent, Drew, who did everything for us. I rang her up in a state. Vale, la pobre was somewhere in Spain enjoying her day. She rushed back to Jib just to change all our flights, change our hotel booking, everything. change the hire car, everything, everything. We had to go. We had to yeah, go. Of course. So, you get to the airport. All the stuff. Get to the airport. She's still in labor, Male. So this has been the whole night. She's still in labor. Get on the plane. We're lucky enough that the plane has Wi-Fi. When has the plane no. from Jib to London had Wi-Fi? Never. No. It has Wi-Fi. So I'm getting on board crying because I'm thinking she's just gone into the delivery room. I'm not going to even see her be born. Get on the plane. Fantastic Wi-Fi, Michelle. So somebody was with us on that trip. So we saw her it's photo just, just being born. Wow. Uh, her husband video called us so we could see Robin, like, you know, when they put her on the table. We managed to see everything. And they, but all on a plane on the way yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how long did it take to actually physically get to the... 18 hours it took us. <laughs> don't Chris don't. timed it. Chris timed it. 18 hours. I mean, really, it's not bad. No, it was all so smooth. No delays. The trip was an hour less over to New York. The car was ready for us. So where where did you go? Where Connecticut. So we flew to JFK. Yeah. And then it was a drive. One and you drove. No, Chris and me. (laughs) (laughs) How did you drive? (laughs) And we was. It was lucky. 
on the, the Wi-Fi was great on the way to New York as well. Tambien on the way back, it was crap. So this never happened. <laughs> the nurses, because Robin didn't stay with the surrogate, Robin was taken to the nursery. Ah, so the, she gives birth. And that's and it. And then that's it. There's yeah. no, obviously no bonding nothing, with her or anything like nothing. that. Because she's yours. So, so my so, niña was in the nursery, sin ropa, sin nada. Bueno. Que le te, que tenía she was swaddled you? with a, a, a hat que le habían hecho de a glove or something, a, a woolly one. Con que, so you see, arrived? We arrived. And, she oh, was already was like that? eight like hours Steph, old. I can't even imagine. Surreal. Surreal. I think, yo digo, I played this moment in my head over so many times. Michelle, me voy a estar llorar. Oh, I'm going to cry so much. It's going to be so emotional. Just thinking about it would make me yeah. emotional. But we got there and it was, no sé si era el shock o el jet lag on the fact that we hadn't, no sé. It was just happiness. It was just smiles. It wasn't, there was no tears. It was pure joy. Sí, sí, it wasn't, it was, it was, no te lo puedo describir. Bit of shock también, ¿no? It hits you a few hours later when, yeah, you're giving bottles and you haven't slept in two days and you handed a newborn. <laughs> like, yes. Mal, mal. And the bottles and the feeding and all that. Sí, because, claro. And all the disinfecting of all the bottles. How do, who told you to do all that? Who did the nurse give you? The nurse gave us a sort of, you know, a once over, but I looked after my nieces and nephews a lot when they were little, so I knew something about it. No era completely clueless. Pero sí, it was lo peor, a jet lag, because you're not sleeping the, whole, the eight hours, so your body's not mm. adjusting. But she was very good, no? She was a oh, normal newborn, Michelle, every two hours. She had a bit of jaundice, because sometimes we had to wake her up so that she fed more regularly. Mm. Pero she was lovely. We were only there three weeks. God. In the States. So then what happened? You, you had to hire a flat or something to get... We hired an apartment mm. over there. To be with her? To be with her. For three weeks till what? Till her passport? Till we got her birth certificate and then her passport and then we could fly home. And she was British? A British passport? No, an American passport. So she's American? No, now she's British. But when she came over, she was American because anything born on American soil is an American citizen. Right, so so you you were able to bring her over as an American? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which was the difference with Georgia. We didn't yes. have to sit and yes. wait for a British passport, but she was just American. American is a non-visa requiring national in Jib, so she could come straight over, no problem. Okay. And then the rest we can deal with, but we're home. Wow. We were home. So you get on the plane, when you, you meet the lady eventually. See, we you... met them, they invited us over to their house. Yes, I remember it seeing pictures. It was lovely, it was really They had nice. like a little barbie or something. Yeah, oh, with you, their like... friends, it was lovely. They gave us loads of gifts. Really nice, really, really nice. We're still in touch with them today. Oh, so, yeah, good. we send them photos so they can see Robin. And then yeah, you decide that you've got to come home and to meet oh, her Gibraltar family. Yeah. Oh, so, so how exciting. how does that even... So oh, exciting. how exciting for you so exciting. and your family. Oh, COVID ruined it a bit. Really? Because I'd always wanted, you know, everybody to be at the airport. Oh, of course they couldn't. Yes. yes. This was yes. the height of, you know, July, 20, summer 21, when cases were like in the hundreds. I couldn't risk it. She was too tiny. Conque was just my father-in-law, my sister-in-law and, and her, her big brother who came to the airport. My mother and dad, my mother-in-law were here at home waiting for us. We sort of asked everyone, no, please nobody come yes. because we can't risk it. So we get to the airport. And was so, she all right on the yeah. plane and everything? She Such slept a all the way. Baby. Yeah, she, she slept all the way. I think the white noise of the plane. Yes. She, she just slept all the way. No nos dio case para nada. It was really good. good. Really, really good. It was meant to be, Steph. See. See, from what you're saying, all the all the stages, it all seems like it was really... And three weeks then, Amma, Michelle, we'd factored mm. in eight or nine. 
We got the birth certificate in two days. It normally takes two, three weeks. The passport, we got an appointment in two weeks. How? what is the process then? I mean, the the, the clinical process there when you get to Jib. So um, she's your child. So she's not Jib, she's American. How do you make her British? Do you have to apply to her? How does that work? Or does it issue automatically? For example, if I have a child, my child will be whatever my husband and I are. Yeah. Yeah, automatically So we're both entitled. British citizens, so, so even, my children are British. Even if you give birth in the States, yes. you come over, you just go and register as a British national and, and that's she gets it. a passport. But, but is it different bad, it's in this different case? Because she was born through surrogacy. So the UK surrogacy law is very, back, very, very backward. And the surrogate has a lot of rights. And the surrogate doesn't give up. When the baby's born, the surrogate mother is seen as the legal mother in all eyes of the law. Wow. Yeah, all eyes of the law. And she cannot give up those parental rights until six weeks after she's given birth. Wow. Yeah. So technically, she the, surrogate, still, the come, surrogate was still the mother when she... take her wow. away, yeah. For not six in, weeks. Not in the States, because in the States, she can give up her rights before she gives birth. Okay. So by the 20-week scan, Robin was ours legally in okay. the States. Okay, okay. Yeah, we had the certificate to go. So um, we come back. We have to wait now six weeks because she's legally ours in the States, but she's not legally ours in. And she's not legally ours. We can't make her British. We can't give her our nationality. So we wait the six weeks. Our surrogate signs away her rights again, la pobre, which is quite confusing for her as well because, mm. you know. She's already done it once. She's being asked to give up rights to her child. And like she rightly said, she's not my child. So we went through that. Then we have to go to court. Here in Jib? Yeah. To legally adopt her. What? Yes. You yes. have to adopt your own we child. to adopt. The, 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 yeah. That sounds we completely to bizarre to me. It was bizarre because you go into a courtroom and you're saying, I have a birth certificate from the States with my name and my husband's name on it. Um, I have a DNA test proving she's biologically ours. I have a paper from a court of law in the States saying she's legally ours, but I am here telling you to let me adopt her. Again, bizarre. Yeah, and bizarre. And emotional. Not and emotional. Bit, after all you've very, been through. Very degrading. But what's that, the law in Jib? That's the law in the UK, which we adopt. Which we adopt, well. yeah. But it's very degrading. You feel, hmm? I don't know, it's not yeah. a nice feeling. I don't know how to describe it. So we had to go through that. We had a social worker in our house establishing whether Robin was looked after properly and all oh. of that, as you would do in any normal adoption process. Gosh. Which makes you feel horrible as well. She's my child. Mm. You know, normal parents don't have to go through this. Mm. Why do I have to go through this? Mm. She's biologically mine. So we went through that. It didn't take that long because with the new surrogacy act, there's the parental order that you do in a few months. It's not a full blown two year process anymore. So we adopt her. Great. Now we have to apply for British citizenship. But before we do that, we have to apply for her to be a British Overseas Territory citizen. Yeah, because that's the process. She's not. That's the process. Um, You're not a British citizen. Yeah, I am. But because we did the parental order outside of a UK court, she needs to be an Overseas Territory citizen first, and then we apply oh, then. for the full. So we did that, and we got her a passport and ID at least. So crossing the border is not a mission anymore. <laughs> See, because they have to, the American one had yes. to be stamped every time. Yes. We were running out of pages, yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
So we finally got that and now we're waiting for her full-blown. And then so you still don't have that? The full-blown British citizenship? No, we're waiting for that now. Well, that's going to be like a momentous occasion oh when God, that comes Michelle. through. When that comes and through. And how long? Well, she's, near, she's nine months. She's nine months. She's nine months. But you see the other couple who did it with us? The, still the twins are going to be three soon. Wow. Because when they came back, the, the Surrogacy Act wasn't in place todavía. So they had to wait. So we've been lucky that it's... We got here and it had just been passed in the summer that she was born. They just passed the Surrogacy Act. So we were lucky. Wow. In all senses of the word. So you've applied for everything? So, si. And then she's got what? Dual nationality? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you have a British passport, which is and an still valid. And, her, yeah. and when it comes, yeah. and her American one. Yeah. That's still... Yeah, that's she could amazing. be president one day. So she could be president. She could. Can you oh, imagine? You never know. She's playing with her hands. She's gorgeous. She looks like um, her dad, I have to say. She does. She, she does. hasn't got... Well, she might she have does. your character. I hope so. You'll know, you'll know soon <laughs> enough, so. yeah. But she but does see, look like her dad. See. What a journey, Steph. What's journey. been What's been well, the highlight, obviously, of seeing her he. and having her in your arms and the way it all worked out really well? Yeah. Um, but you learn a lot, Michelle. And you would do it again? Oh, Without in a, a doubt, if I had the money, without a doubt, and it's a shame that Bob is still there. See, it is, but okay, it's so expensive, <clears> Michelle, <throat> and you don't, and no one can help you. It's it's just how it is, no? Yeah. Con que you've been very brave. See, and both it, of you have been. It's very hard brave. as well being the first one, not um, the first one, but the first <clears> sort of <throat> heterosexual think, couple, no? Because the other two couples are, are um. Same-sex couples who had a child, but many things that need, I think need to change in Jib. I mean, maternity benefits, I got none of them. No? Because I didn't actually give birth, I was told. So you weren't entitled to no, anything? because I didn't actually give birth, which when I was told that, I, I felt discriminated against. Yes. Look, it hasn't been my choice. Yeah. So oh, look, I don't fancy being pregnant, so I'm just going to hire an oven for shitloads of money, be in debt for half my life. <laughs> It wasn't no, my choice. No, so it wasn't your choice. That's something that needs to change, I think, a lot. Now that oh, now that surrogacy is becoming more common in Jib, it's definitely something a lot of things need to change. The how do you how can you how can you um have you spoken to anybody about it, <coughs> Steph? I'm giving them a chance, Michelle, because I I did express my concerns and I said, Look, they told me they were gonna look into it and I said, Fine. No, everybody deserves a chance. It's not going to do anything, ninguna marda. It's just the fact that it's very new and everybody needs to adapt to the changing circumstances. And quien se la va a ocurrir que esta ley hay que cambiarla until somebody See, comes with the problem. The whole idea to me that you have to adopt your own child mm. is just bizarre. It's crazy. But I suppose think of it as just paperwork that needs to be done and you've come such a long way that you have two or three to, more documents you can't stop now. See, no lo ve de esa manera, you go crazy. Mm. You have to say, Mira, important thing, my child's here, we're here. It went smoothly, it went nicely. That's her. The rest is just stuff I have to do. Pero it's 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 emotionally exhausting. Yeah. Sarah? So uh, what is the best thing about it all? I mean, apart from that you have her here. You've achieved so much. I go back and I look at my 17-year-old no, self sitting in that well, in that yes. London hospital thinking, what? Okay, yeah. beep, vale here, like, what the hell? And going back and coming back here and thinking, 
Sabe? Not feeling like a, a, a proper woman and all those feelings. And you look now and you say, wow. It's absolutely worth every minute. Hey, because, and I remember in the hospital telling my mom, there's solutions, there's ways around this. And the and, fact and that you, we... your character. And the fact that we <clears throat> achieved them. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> wow. I... I'm in awe of of it all. I had absolutely no idea. I've known you all my life. We've worked together for a little while. You still work with Ricky, mm. and I didn't know you didn't have an oven. Well, that's even and that's even worse, Michelle, because you do it without anybody knowing. So when you have a bad day, so no, people don't really know. Nobody, this. close friends, mm. family knew, but close friends, but not a lot of people. Mm. I mean, I didn't tell my work colleagues until she was 20 weeks pregnant. So it was quite a shock for everyone thinking oh Steph's leaving in a couple of months for a year no um so you got maternity leave from work yeah, yeah. but work, work have been brilliant amazing work yeah. have been brilliant yeah brilliant really really helpful I couldn't ask for more yeah but I see you have bad days you go through which you couldn't explain to people what they were about people probably thought you were on <laughs> hormone time yes, of the month for of course Maternity leave, but you haven't actually given birth, but it is maternity leave because you're See? you're here with a newborn. But I'm saying before, no, before she came and whilst we were doing the surrogacy and the IVF and all that, people don't know why you're having a bad day or why today, like the day they called me up from London saying you've lost five embryos. That was a hard day. And I was sat at work and all you want to do is cry, but you can't because you're sitting in an office. Conque, that was hard. No, but it's not something that was out in the open and you could explain and talk about openly. It's been a, a huge emotional roller coaster. See, see, for I'm, you, yeah. Being the, like I say, one of the first ones is why that is. No, hopefully, what we've done will make it a much more common and accessible thing in the future for people who want to. Is there, um, is there an association or, or a group of people that, that can contact that you can contact if, if you're going through something similar or? Not that I know of. No. Not that I know of. It's something that I'd love to set up. That's what I was saying. You should start something something similar. Wow. Okay, okay. There's something that I'd love to set up in the future. Even a charity, Michelle, maybe that helps fundraise for people who need you. Their only option is surrogacy. Sabe? Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. We're under the 40 minutes. I'm very impressed because we do talk a lot, Lado. We've done it. Um, thank you, Steph, for sharing your story with me. You're very welcome. And I hope lots of people enjoy it. This is the first time I share it, so... Wow. Yeah. Thank you very I much. I hope it helps someone. And now I'm going to give her a massive hug and a kiss. <laughs> You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes, and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon. She's at beatricegarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch and please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform and comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com. You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and 
and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon. She's at beatricegarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch and please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform and comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com.